I would love our community and families and staff to know that we are united as one team to ensure the safety of our children and our staff. No one gets to sit on the sidelines when it comes to safety. Ensuring a future without limits for children goes beyond the classroom. Welcome to the AESD Scoop, a nationally recognized podcast for families, educators, and community members. Listen to the stories of people and communities who are empowering the future generation and our children who are already making a difference in their own ways. Tune in every Wednesday to the AESD Scoop. Hello, AESD listeners. This is Betsy Hargrove, Superintendent of Avondale Elementary School District. Welcome back to AESD Scoop. This is our very first episode for the 22-23 school year, and we have a group of amazing community partners who've come around an incredibly important topic that impacts all of us, and that's about safety in our schools. That being said, I'm going to have members of our group introduce themselves, and then we're going to talk about what's happening in the West Valley of Phoenix that really is going to impact and ensure the safety of all of our communities. Uh, this is Jake Rhodes. I'm the fire chief for the city of Buckeye, Buckeye Fire Medical Rescue Department. And it's an honor for me to be here as we talk about these initiatives, kind of what we're doing in one of the most important topics uh, to affect not only our local area, but the country as a whole. Good morning. This is Jody Gunnings, superintendent at the Litchfield Elementary School District. Thank you so much for inviting and including us in the podcast. And we are excited about all of the work um, towards safety and uniting as one group to protect all of our children in the Southwest Valley. Hi, good morning, Betsy. Like everybody said, thank you for putting this together. And I'm excited to be here along with uh, my colleagues, you know, in this group here. As you know, safety is our paramount thing here at the Goodyear Police Department. We love to uh, to partner with you know the community and partner with other um, entities to just make sure that we have a that we improve the quality of life as we move forward and uh, make sure that our students are safe. So, once again, thank you again. Good morning, Avondale and Southwest Valley. I'm so excited to be with uh, you this morning as we look forward to starting our new school year just around the corner in a few days and uh, very much looking forward to working with uh, our sister school districts and our um, agencies to, to make sure we do everything we can to protect our beautiful kids. Thank you, Mark. Um, before we go any further, I want to provide some context to our listeners because we have listeners not just here in Arizona, we have listeners across the United States as well as around the world. And to give context to how, um, excuse me, how Arizona has school districts and cities sharing and serving various communities, it, it might be a little bit different from some of our other listeners. So in Arizona, a multiple cities can serve multiple school districts and vice versa. And so for instance, Avondale Elementary School District serves both Avondale, Arizona and Goodyear, Arizona for our, our student population. Uh, Litchfield has Litchfield, has Avondale, has Goodyear and Buckeye, as does, I believe, um, our free. Am I correct, Mark? Yes, you are correct, Dr. Hargo. We have uh, Avondale, uh, Litchfield Park, Goodyear and Buckeye as part of our communities that we serve. Excellent. And so when you think about that vice versa, right, our cities are serving multiple school districts. And when you think about the complexities of that, 
it, it really does actually lead to why we are here. So Avondale Elementary School District and Litchfield Elementary School District are feeder districts into the Awafria um, High School District. And, and in order for us to be able to ensure that our families are aware, have the full communication, have the understanding of what happens at our sites, it, it, it only benefits all of us to be able to collaborate. And the same thing with our first responders. As you, as you heard, we have Goodyear Fire, excuse me, Goodyear Police Chief. We have Buckeye Fire Chief. We also have Avondale Fire and PD. And we also have Maricopa County because we have unincorporated it. We have multiple ent 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 um, entities that are coming together to ensure that our children, our families, and our communities are, are safe. And so it's, it's, absolutely imperative that we're doing this together. Um, that all being said, and I hope that that helps clarify this unbelievably strong collaborative nature, I really would love, Jimmy, if you wouldn't mind digging a little bit deeper into how you see fire and, med uh, fire and medical and PD working collaboratively, not just in Goodyear, but across multiple uh, departments in, in cities. You know, when 9-11 when happened, we learned a lot in the sense that the law enforcement talked all kinds of codes, you know, on, on 1019 with a 1042 to X. And so, but those codes are all different within different law enforcement agencies and so forth. So we really transitioned to a plain English and then the codes that we do have are more um, universal now amongst all police departments. In fact, most fire departments know those codes also because they're around us so much. Um, so it is very important that we be able to communicate. So uh, like anything else, our radios were the next step. We, we moved to a regional wireless system uh, to where we can communicate. I can communicate with somebody in Tempe if I needed to or Scottsdale or, or wherever. Because what we do know is that we will come together at major incidents or you may have somebody fleeing from one city to the other city to the next city and we're having to communicate. So. Um, it, it also has allowed us to communicate with fire. So we've, we've done strides when it comes to communication um, and training is another component. We are working with our fire partners now um, to be able to uh, go into warm zones, um, be able to, to have teams be able to still do focused on the, the threat that's happening but then behind that, if we've cleared a building or so forth to be able to have the fire department to come in immediately to help those people that might be injured or hurt. So um, we are training with uh, our fire partners um, together when it comes to that. But at the same token, we're, we're also wanting to train with our other fire partners. So Buckeye Fire, Avondale Fire, because. You, you don't know, and, and they have a wonderful system set up over there, and I'll let Jake talk more about it, because you get the closest truck to you. So I could even get a Glendale truck here if there's one in service nearby. You know, they might be at a Brazo hospital, right, leaving a Brazo hospital for whatever reason in our city, but they're available, and they might get dispatched to, you know, to the, the, the as being the closest fire truck with the, with the resources that we need to where we go. Like I said, I want to steal Jake's thunder because when it comes to that, fire really has it dialed in. Um, and we've been modeling a lot after that. We've been learning as a police department a lot from fire when it comes to those things. But that's what we need to do, right? We need to work together so we each know what our roles are 
and how what resources we can each bring to the table. So, and that's what we want. We want people reacting to a threat, people reacting to a situation, but subconsciously start working through it. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. And actually, I'm going to jump right over to Jake to have you fill in some of the details regarding what Jimmy was saying. Sure. I, I think Chief Rodriguez hit, hit it right on the mark. And the training uh, with our partners in public safety is, is key. And it extends beyond that, even, even down into how we can utilize, say, public works or, or other entities within the city, such as public information officers that will integrate into if there's incidents at schools or other events that they just plug in. But from a fireside here in the Phoenix Valley, it's very nice that we operate under one set of protocols. It's called volume two. It's one mutual aid or automatic aid system that we operate under. So on the west side, let's say you get a structure fire. A structure fire here will get three engines and one ladder and, and a battalion chief. Well, those are the response to that is based on the closest most appropriate unit. So you could literally on the same fire scene get three different departments, four different departments, but they all operate seamlessly. It doesn't matter who's in charge because it's the same structure. And that's where our integration with PD at larger scale events and law enforcement integrates right into a, a unified command structure that we all know what's going on. And so it extends that down into some of the recent events that we've seen with active shooters and things like that. Our role in that is actively to go in uh, with law enforcement uh, to get victims, render treatment, those type of things. If you would go back in the fire service, say, say 10 years, even five years, and even today, the use of ballistic gear, such as vests and helmets for firefighters was unheard of. And there are still departments here in the Valley that haven't taken that step yet. But to say that 10 years ago, we would all be issued uh, ballistic gear, I would have said there's no way, but it's a reality. Our brand new people are getting measured and, and sized for those and, and replacement. So, but that's where it comes into training because we are there to render EMS, render aid to those victims, but we have to be protected as well. And that's where our training is so, so important. And fortunately on the West side, we have a very good relationship with our law enforcement partners. That being said, I'm going to ask Mark if you would not share, because this, uh, us being in this podcast really was a vision of yours. And, and you put in a call to both Jody and me, and you, you had an idea and you had a vision of what should be. And I'd love to have you share that. Well, thank you, Dr. Hargrove. I, I think that, uh, first of all, there's a, a spirit of, of uh, collegiality. There's a spirit of co collaboration that has existed in the Southwest Valley for a very long time. So when I called uh, uh, Superintendent Gunning and, and you to, to talk about, um, hey, what do we do together to make sure that we keep our, our kids safe? You know, it's just another thing that we do, right? You know, it's kind of, what do we do to keep our, you know, to make sure that there's a smooth transition from eighth grade uh, to high school. So, so thank you for, for everyone to wanting to be a part of this. And, and I want to kind of uh, piggyback on what you were just kind of about to say, or maybe where you were going, there has to be an all in approach. There has to be where, where, where no one gets to sit on the sidelines when it comes to safety. And, and I think we have a responsibility to our community as leaders, as community leaders, to, 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 to work together 
And you know, when, when we met in uh, your office a few weeks uh, or a couple of months ago, Dr. Hargrove, we talked about the three C's of what we were trying to accomplish, that we were gonna collaborate. Um, we wanted to be uh, consistent and then we, we wanted to have real clear, concise communication um, with our community. Um, you know, this, all of our leaders getting together is really the first phase. And then how do we include our, our, our families and how do we include our, our community members and how do we uh, include uh, uh, faith-based and, and uh, neighborhood associations? Uh, and I think that that's what's uh, the key for us is, is we're all doing a pretty good job, but we're better together. And I, and I think that that's where, where we're going with this. And as you said, our initial planning meeting to create that um, uh, Southwest Valley Safety Summit, we, we actually um, uh, included some other school districts like Buckeye and Buckeye uh, Union and, and Tolleson uh, uh, Elementary and Tolleson High School District. Um, uh, we have uh, many others uh, joining us. I think we have uh, um, Littleton and, and others, so uh, Liberty. So it, it's just uh, when we all come together, as I just mentioned, and, and I don't think I can say it or overstate it, but we're, we're going to be better together for this. And, and I think it's an important thing that we're doing. Awesome. I, thank you for sharing that, that vision. And I think it was something I, I don't want to speak for Jody. Actually, I'm going to ask Jody, what was your thought when, when Mark first reached out? I was excited. You know, it, it's something that I'm really proud of is that we've always collaborated together um, and we've never been in competition or anything along those lines that we unite as, as a tri-district um, group. And the great thing is that we also have um, ha had built such strong relationships with our law enforcement agencies along with fire. And we've been so grateful for that. And my thought too was that there's this is an ever-changing and ever-improving um, area, and safety is is always at the highest of concern. And so, together, we can ensure that we have the latest and greatest um, and best responses. Plus, like we were talking about before, even training the brain. So we should, in elementary, all align so that when our children and our families go into our high school feeders. It's just like a rote routine, just like fire drills, right? They know what to do. They know what to expect. And it's not catching them off guard. Of course, I hope that we never face anything along those lines, but I hope that we are the best prepared as we can be to ensure the safety for all of our kids. And I love that we came together as an entire Southwest Valley um, because um, it's important to ensure that we are creating the safest environment and a our um, law enforcement agencies, along with our first responders, stretch across so many districts that it's imperative that we're all on the same page and that we can support one another um, should any situation come about. I, I would love to delve a little bit into that summit, the planning summit that we had last week. I, I know I had a lot of emotion around it, a lot of um, yeah, and, I, and I don't want to necessarily share mine first. I would love to hear from you either how you felt or how your team responded to that. Uh, I had the opportunity to walk around and uh, go into all of the sessions um, at, the, at the planning meeting for our safety summit. And uh, it was incredible to see our, our communications and PIOs in one room 
our uh, police officers in another room and our fire uh, uh, people, our uh, fire agencies in one room and then the educators in another room and be able to walk around and see uh, the common themes that we that that I heard in those in those sessions, and then uh, we got together after and we shared out, and I think we saw again the common themes of of communication and and having a plan and and being consistent from from K twelve and into the community, and I think that that's what 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 we're going to start to do, um, and as you mentioned, uh, Dr. Hargrove. Uh, the, the Southwest uh, Safety Summit is the beginning of uh, a year-long process to continue to work together. Uh, we're going to have quarterly meetings after, after that. We're going to have our people constantly be uh, um, communicating and getting together. And as Superintendent Gunning said, you know, this is an ever-changing process. Now, how are we sharing information and how do we get better and how do we get uh, how do we help each other get better over time? You know, what are what's what uh, new equipment or um, uh, new technology is out there to help us um, uh, keep our kids safe? So uh, I was uh, extremely excited, as you said, you may have gotten chills from walking around and seeing the the heartfelt uh, passion and, and the seriousness of what we were doing. And it was, uh, it was truly something to see. Um, but, but again, it's, it's just the beginning of what we're gonna do um, out here in the Southwest Valley. I, I, I'm gonna echo just a little bit of what I just heard in the sense of there was, there was a true sense of purpose that day. There was a true sense of leaning in to say, this is the absolute most important thing that we need to do because if we don't get safety right, the rest of it doesn't matter. And so we need to ensure that that how we approach this and how we make certain that all of our all of our leaders and all of our in our organization, all of our educators, all of our staff have a complete understanding and our kids, our parents, our community because it's an entire system and it's an entire system that needs to be impacted and uh, truly on the same page with this. The one thing that I got out of that is uh, there's a purpose for us being there. Um, as we looked at that day, everyone in there was intent on the problem at hand. We Unfortunately, we have too many recent case studies or things to look at um, that puts us in that room and our responsibilities uh, because it all is all comes back to those schools. Um, for myself, I have a great example is every night I'm home with my school teacher wife of 28 years of, of service that she has. We have those conversations of what we're doing and I can carry that over into what I'm doing. My mission as the fire department, push that along to the law enforcement, our partners there, some of those concerns, because sometimes I think even as chiefs administrators, we're not directly seeing in those classrooms and some of the concerns. The other thing that I think I really got out of that was one word, and that's assume. I assume that we're all prepared. I assume that even evacuation drills and everything, it's going to be structured. Now let's throw in human behavior. Let's throw in the preparation. Let's throw in new, uh, a new fire chief, a new captain, a new police chief, a new administrator, a new teacher. 
Are we on the same page? Are we doing that? Or do we assume, ah, eh, we got this? We can't assume when it comes to these types of events because there is a level of chaos. There is human behavior. There are things happening. And uh, so it, it's the things that I took away was really that purpose, uh, the drive that all of us have to make sure we are prepared, which is being uh, being proactive as opposed to reactive is not where you want to make these kinds of decisions. So the more we can do on the proactive side and what if things uh, to the nth degree, the better off we're going to be if it ever goes down. Uh, I, I can't agree with you more. I will tell you one of the most heartbreaking conversations I had this summer was speaking with a, a group of people who are entering the profession for the first time. And one of the questions in, in, in one of our applicants said, you know, I hate even bringing this up, but I have to ask, what are the safety protocols that you have in your school sites? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, wow, to add another layer of complexity around a, a job that is so incredibly important and so incredibly engaging that that's, that's, that's a barrier, right? Even for our, our educators and our staff. And how do we take that away? How do we ensure and safeguard and, and say, we, we've got this and we've got this not just um, on our end, we've got this, you will have the same level of confidence that we do. And I think that, that that is absolutely so important. I love what you said around that. Yeah, I would like to add that, you know, like Jake said, being proactive instead of reactive uh, is what I took from there. But, but also, um, it was awesome to see the leadership there. We had a lot of staff there. We had a lot of, a lot of people that, you know, do the day-to-day um, work and stuff, but us as leaders to be there to support them and they saw how important it is to us. Uh, because once again, it's our duty to come together. Yes, yes. No, I, I totally agree. And I love the idea of making sure that everyone has a working knowledge of this is the larger system. And then what are our individual trainings that are happening at all of our levels to ensure that everyone has that well-being, that sense of we've we've got this. Uh, something that I've been able to and, and incredibly fortunate to be able to work with is improvement science. And the idea of we're better today than we were yesterday, we're better tomorrow than we are today in a very systematic way. The fact that we were in that room together as leaders from all of our organizations and cities to lean into this very, very important work gives a, a lens of the importance the purpose behind it and making sure that, that we're in this together. So that's that's the first thing that you said. Another thing was we have a joint problem of practice and that is we all have the intention and envision and focus on making sure every one of our communities are safe. And we, we go after that together and we are going to ensure that that happens. So that's our united purpose. This is the work we do. We are united in the vision and we're making sure our protocols and practices and our trainings all match. So it's not just Goodyear does this or Our Freya does this or Avondale does that or Buckeye does this. No, the Southwest Valley Safety Summit so that it doesn't matter where you are, you can expect the same thing. Moms, dads, grandparents, children, staff, community members, you know that we have our eye on this and we're not going to look away. I, those things, and those things are critically important to make sure that we have a resounding success. I need to make sure that everybody understands that you can make decisions 
you know, if we have a major incident somewhere, because we might not get, and, and, and I don't know how Jake feels about this, but if we have a major incident or some major threat, um, active shooter of some sort at one of our schools, it's probably going to be over by the time me and Jake set up incident. However, incident command will be very important to have because that incident might stem a day, it might go two days, who knows how long it might go uh, afterwards. And uh, that's why, you know, allowing people to have that extreme ownership and making decisions at the lowest level is super important, but the training has to come with it um, because that's how people feel comfortable making those decisions or the subconsciousness, right? That I was talking about earlier. Absolutely. And act rather than think because you've been trained right. to be able to do it that way. Yeah. And that's Jimmy. why we just can't stop. We got to continue to train all the time. I can't agree with you more on that one, Jimmy. The, this is this is the beginning. The piece that I walked away with, an additional piece, was the beauty of the relationships that were being built that day and that will continue to build um, and develop. Because we know with those strong relationships, then people will be more apt, apt to, when they hear something, to call and check or yeah. when you see something to call and check rather than thinking, well, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, because a lot of times what we have found is when we check on a situation, we may not know that that situation is actually bigger out in the community than actually what's taking place on our campus. And mm -hmm. so there have been times that we thought it was minor or thought it was something smaller, but having that comfort level to reach out to our law enforcement agency to just check in, it was actually a lot bigger than what we knew. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I saw that that day across um, every single group. And I know the PIOs have started to meet even on a more regular basis, yes. uh, just jumping right in. So that to me is a powerful and beautiful thing as we um, continue to uh, develop those relationships because um, we'll become that constant resource for one, for one another, mm -hmm. uh, which I think will be um, a beautiful thing to ensure the safety and the growth of all different types of things. I think other programs and other um, uh, relationships will even grow out of this um, to further enhance the Southwest Valley and to further develop those relationships within our communities as a whole so that they see us all um, in in the the light that we all have. We're not just single entities that do just one thing. We actually do many things to support our community. Um, so I believe that this is just just the beginning of a beautiful um, relationship and growth of a Southwest Valley family. I, oh, that, that, that actually was the, what I was thinking about when I first started that emotional moment of looking around this room and everyone full attention with everything that's going on in, in our own organizations, opening up schools with our, our fire and PD with every single day, really, you don't even know what's going to happen, but this was so important to say, we're going to clear this time and spend it together to be able to be prepared to things that we could never predict. We're gonna be ready for it and we're gonna be ready for it together. I'd like our community to know and, and to ask uh, our community to, to join in with us, um, that, that we need their help and support. 
Um, we are united as uh, Superintendent Gunning just mentioned. Uh, Chief Rhodes mentioned earlier that that we make assumptions, right? And we have to make sure that that we're that we're carrying out the things we're supposed to do. But we can't do it alone. This is truly a, a community effort, uh, as Chief Rodriguez mentioned. Um, the leaders have come together, uh, and we need you as as parents in the community to join in with us. I would love our community and families and staff to know that we are united as one team to ensure the safety of our children and our staff. What I would like people to know is that we're human and we feel the same emotions they do and our children are in the same schools as as they are and mm -hmm. uh, we're going to protect them. My part of that is is as a parent, as a faculty member, as a student, administrator, law enforcement, police, whatever that may be, is never ever assume that we have it down. If you have a question, ask a question. If you see something, ask a question about it. Because asking the whys is, and making sure we're all on the same page, from the newest, newest person to the veteran person, we're all on the same page. Because if somebody can't answer that, we are failing. We are not doing our job. And we want to ensure that everybody is on the same page. If an event happens, because the safety of our, of, of our students, our faculty, our teachers in those schools is, our, is my number one priority, as is Chief Rodriguez. And what we're doing right now is that duty to act in preparation. And I love the fact that we are all on the same page in identifying deficiencies from our meeting last week that we'll further address in December and we'll keep addressing. Because in our society, we keep evolving and it will evolve. Who knows what we're looking at in five years when it comes to safety in our schools, but uh, we will continue to prepare and be proactive in our approach. I, I, I will tell you, you guys have just filled my heart and my head with just a, a wealth of and, and a feeling of we've got this. And, and what you just said is, you know, we can't know what's coming down the road, but I'll tell you this, we're going to stay with this and we are committed to and dedicated to ensure that our communities have the very safest of, of facilities and, and communities. And that being said, I, I think I want everyone to know there is no better place to be than in the Southwest Valley for, for a focus on our kids, a focus on our staff, our focus on our parents, our focus on our entire community collectively to make sure that the very best things happen. I, I thank you all so very much for your time today, but it, more importantly for what you do every day to ensure what happens in, in our communities is nothing but exemplary. Thank you so much.